I'm Tyler, prison break, but zombies this time, dennering. I'm Connery, toss my sunglasses at you, Hanson. <laughs> and I'm Brian, what is this PS2 graphics doing in a 2010 movie? So <laughs> Are you talking about the dogs? Yes. The dogs? <laughs> there's a few parts. We'll get to it. But there's a few parts that I was noticing that was a little bit off. I'm so sad you didn't like Split Dog. <laughs> Split Dog was and cool. They, yeah. But, I'm the you guy know, from Split. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying it just, uh, you know, looked a little PS2-y, which is oh, good. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's yeah. Resident Evil. And hey, they're, they're, they're just trying to be true to their video game roots. Exactly. <laughs> I was just going to ask if the guy from Split could have, like, a, one of his personalities as a dog. <laughs> That's what I interrupted you with. I really like the idea of him just, like, suddenly a dog. <laughs> yeah, but what kind of dog, though? Like a little uh, chihuahua, border collie. Oh, that'd be vicious if he was a little chihuahua. <laughs> he's the chihuahua from the Taco Bell commercials because he's not, he's not already problematic enough. <laughs> he's not politically correct at all, so he just quotes it constantly. <laughs> <laughs> um brian zamora is here on the podcast <laughs> yay hey guys how's it going, <laughs> going i laughed good. over his his last name at least because uh because it was good um <laughs> and this is the franchise podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises today we are covering resident evil afterlife i almost said retribution this is truly the franchise of all the ones we've covered so far that has made me the most confused by what subtitle it is Yes, it's the true blue parentheses pod, not podcast parentheses movie series. You know, I, I did say uh, where friends get together, and I, uh, I will uh, confess that I guess it's a it, well, I guess it's for sure a stretch. Brian was friendly enough to be on the podcast. We all went to school together. Um, <laughs> yes, ten yes, years ago, as Brian brought up, ten years. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but he he has a couple podcasts as well, one which is a movie podcast. Um, uh called video store wasteland but we can uh also talk about that in the plug section later yeah so uh thank you thank you for joining us on this uh deep installment uh of of the resident evil franchise thank you for having me and uh can i admit something really quick of course this is the first resident evil movie i've ever seen (laughs) i was about to ask how many (laughs) have you been picking up is this just you jumping in because my dream is this is my favorite thing in the world when guests like don't watch the other yeah. movies and just jump in blind to like, yeah, I'm on the fourth one. I haven't seen the other three. Like, let's just go. <laughs> yeah, man. Why not? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what an introduction it was. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely the energy we need at this point anyways. So I was kind of wondering, I'm like, oh, did, has, has he seen all of these before? His history and stuff. I, we'll talk about that a little bit more i guess even though there is no history for you but um <laughs> before we do that we get to do our usual segment of what's new thank you right. yeah. um this is just what's new where we talk about any new movies media tv shows you know you know media i already said it yeah. anything new that we've been consuming um i think i'll go first because uh connery and i just went yes. to the theater last night to go see a special little film called gran turismo Grand I saw Turismo. that recently too. I saw that recently too. Oh, you did? Oh, Perfect. good. Yes. Let's all like, talk about uh, it. <laughs> was it last week? Actually, I saw it. Perfect. We went Let's... to uh, the very farthest ends of the movie theater to the back, <laughs> to the back screen. <laughs> That's where um, they put all the gamers. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that British man from the movie kept opening the door and being like, take that noob. <laughs> you got pwned out there, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, let's let's start with you then, Brian. What did you think of uh, Neil Blomkamp's Gran Turismo? Gran Turismo, <laughs> like I played the games, obviously, and it's kind mm-hmm. of fitting that it's like video game movie. We're talking about a video game movie next, yeah. um, <laughs> and uh, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought going in is like, oh, what are they going to do about it? Is this really a true story and all this other crap? Mm-hmm. And like after they showed like. It was a true story. He won Le Mans on his first like go around. Like who, yeah. who does that? Crazy um, people. <laughs> yeah, crazy people. And apparently he's a crazy person. Uh, it's just a game. It's, it's, just a game. it's just a game to him. <laughs> like imagine somebody who's been playing Madden or FIFA their entire life. They're like, you know what? Let me get in shape. I'm going to start running and then actually makes it to the NFL. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> this is what the equivalent of that is. But right. I guess like sporting games are the only ones you really can't do that with. Yeah. It's a really positive take on where the first thing I said afterwards, I turned to past and future past and pending guests was a bar and Tyler and I went, dark souls is real. <laughs> <laughs> You can't just save whenever your your teammate in Baldur's Gate accidentally dies or kills another teammate. That's, That's what I learned. Trauma. Your your Lego yeah. figure doesn't put itself back together. <laughs> I keep finding studs around my house. <laughs> David Harbour is the most so hardcore Lego so... Star Wars villain or player. I meant not villain. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you, dude. It, it was actually a really fun movie. <laughs> like, I was surprised. Like, I thought the beginning yeah. was kind of silly, but midway through, it got really good. <laughs> like, it got fun. Yeah, right. I feel like the beginning part of it, the guy just told him whatever he wanted to tell him about how his youth was and all that yes. other stuff. <laughs> and then after, it's like, oh, this is the stuff they got on camera, and this is real. Mm-hmm. Like, this is stuff you can't refute. <laughs> No, it's like, oh, they they try to make sure that everything here was, like, correct. And then they mm-hmm. showed all the pictures and all that afterwards. They're like, oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah, it's really, and he was his own stunt driver. I was like, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, right? It was like, why not? Why I thought it was here? funny how jacked he got. I was like, oh, my gosh. He's like, the beginning, we like, I got into Gran Turismo. Like, I'm in Gran Turismo. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess at that point, they have to, because you're going at, well, how many G-forces were they saying? It was like, all right, rocket Two rocket ships yeah double yes, that of yeah. a rocket ship i was like exactly. oh my god at a certain point you see him going like 360 miles an hour mm-hmm. yeah and it's just wild dude f1's um, no joke no really yeah. yeah like originally i don't know whenever they started racing this is the, the little racing knowledge i know it's like they didn't even right. do all this like exercise and like heavy workouts and stuff but yeah. uh, up until like i don't know like the 70s or 80s they really got more into that because it really bangs you up going that fast and just the thing I like doing Le Mans, which is like a tw- it, it, uh, in this movie, which is oh yeah, it's twenty four hours, and you split you split between three people, but still, it's just like why would you? That sounds horrible. <laughs> Even just to stay up and watch, like I'm sure it's fun at certain points. It's like amazing, but that just sounds so dangerous. I know? like that scene where they cut to like his girlfriend and his friends in like the box, and they're just like falling asleep. <laughs> like here, have another coffee. We know it's really boring right now. <laughs> That's me to Connery when we're watching one of these Resident Evil movies together. <laughs> Have another coffee. I know it's boring right now, but it's going to stay the same. Here's another Frappuccino. Here, you need this. 
Yeah. I did have a frappuccino but, um, while watching this, ironically enough. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Kept me up. Was it the olive oil one or? No, one of my friends in D&D, he gets the olive oil ones every single time I see him. And I'm like, are those good? And he's like, yeah, they're really, really good. Do you <laughs> so, know what I've heard about them, though? Hmm. They make you poop. Yeah, I, I imagine say, they give you massive diarrhea. Like, yeah. I guarantee it. So he probably say, is more... well lubricated for D and D. Hey, first of all, I I play D and D too. Hold on, nice. I got, I got like a whole bunch of these books right underneath my my Ooh. desk here. Hell yeah, right. <laughs> like literally behind Connery. Also, I DM mostly. What, what do you play? Oh, I I, I DM mostly too. But uh, I had hey. I've had this recent stint of like playing. So I did like this whole like year and a half long campaign. And I was like, I was like, oh, I, I want to play for a little bit now. So right now I'm playing a paladin in one camp in one group. And we kind of have fun in this one where we kind of switch off being DMs every arc, which has been really interesting. All very right. collaborative. And then my other one, I'm a warlock, but I'm a Triton warlock. So I'm like a fish man. <laughs> <laughs> That's so that pretty cool, dude. Yeah. What about you? What do you play? Uh, so I'm, like I said, I'm mostly DM, mm-hmm. but, uh, I want to play test this, uh, Artificer Warlock. Ooh. Yeah. Mostly because of that meme from, uh, Futurama where he goes, hail science. Hail science. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. You're like a pack yeah. with like some kind of machine gun. That's kind of cool. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Or either machine gun or some like ancient scientist sort of person that like, oh. you know, yeah like just really into tesla or something (laughs) yeah dude i was thinking tesla is someone who's like really into like einstein or something like that hell yeah yeah that's cool uh we'll go back to gran turismo in a minute (laughs) but um like have you did you see the DD movie the honor oh yes yes i did i saw it on a preview because i was just going out to like frank frankenson's and i saw that it was playing at the theater across the street so i was like hey let's go see it i was very iffy about it yeah. Just because I know, like, the past D&D movie was kind of, like, bad. Jeremy Irons did his best in it, let's just say. <laughs> yeah. But I went to go see it. I was like, damn, this, they did a really, really, really good job with this right? movie. It's Such a positive movie. surprise. Yeah. So, I like, every single time anybody wants to, like, like needs a movie suggestion, I'm like, watch the D&D movie. If you're in a fantasy, if you like, dungeon, uh, what's it called, Game of Thrones, if you like, you know, Stranger Things even, because, you know, they talk about D&D all the time in that Literally. show. I'm like, go go watch it. It's really great. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. If you like Stranger Things, watch uh Honor Among Thieves or Gran Turismo, I guess. <laughs> yeah. David yeah. But um but yeah, I keep trying to get my partner Lily to see the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Lily um, hasn't seen it? Which which we've covered on the pod, by the way, with, with Joseph Horn. Um yeah. no, uh I it's not that I'm like, you know, actively, but every once in a while that's always like my backup for a movie to watch. Yeah. Like, hey, I, I like it. It was pretty good. Like I've only played D D once. Like we both me and Lily only played D once with, with Connery, but yeah. Uh the movie's a lot of fun. Yeah. I got and, her to uh, I got her to go from this seems stupid to oh I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> She's a gamer now. She's a gamer. Now. <laughs> she beat Resident Evil six, was it with you? Or yeah. Yeah. Did you see or have you been playing Baldur's Gate, Brian? No. Um oh. what's is is it only on like the next gen stuff? Because I just have like an Xbox one and I haven't been able to play the new Star Wars one and I've been oh. wanting to play that oh, one yeah. for a while too. That one's but, really good too. I've been I've been just playing like uh the Harry Potter game. Oh sick, uh, yeah. So that one's I, I really like it is it was for me, every single time I'm like, hey, this would be a really good introduction for anybody if they wanted to get into like Dark Souls or Bloodborne or yeah. like, anything like that. 
I agree. That that's a really good way to put it. It really is a good starter form of that. <laughs> yeah, it is. I just throw Bloodborne at somebody, then I forget about that yarn. I'm so like rock hard. <laughs> I'm like, no one's gonna get that Dude, pretty impenetrable. <laughs> I've been trying. To get, I've been trying to get through Sekiro. Oh my oh, god, Sekiro's that was, so good. That was the bane of my life for so long. It was so much fun. It is the bane of my existence. <laughs> <laughs> just screaming at the purple guys that kick you. Have you fought them? No, I hate them. Oh, I hate them. <laughs> You're saying uh, Hogwarts Legacy on Xbox One? Yeah, that's what I've been playing uh, mostly. Yeah, I got it. I got it for Lily, and like she's not used to RPGs at all, um, or any kind of like Dark Souls stuff. And it's kind of how I felt about Dark dark or playing dark souls for the first time first mm. few times for with Connery, <laughs> where i'm just like there's too many things to look at there's all these menus and stuff um so i think we both i and her kind of forgot about this game but i definitely want to pick it up again <laughs> at some point it is a little bit of a sensory overload at first because it's like what are all these other things but most mm. of it is lore that I've literally seen. most yeah. of like the menus is just lore you just need to look at your yeah. spells and the map and that's basically it mm-hmm Especially Harry Potter, yeah. that's all lore. That's like you yeah. find something, you're like, oh, hey, new information about Hogwarts. Yeah, and you get an achievement for it. That's yeah. like half the time I'm just hunting for achievements. <laughs> so <laughs> it takes you... me forever to go through games. <laughs> <laughs> you get a new hat. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but the hat gives you like a boost on health. So I'm like, Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> you may want to invest in that. <laughs> <laughs> it also demands what house you're going to be in. <laughs> It does. What's but you can the... force it into whatever house you want to be in. Yeah, it doesn't it's, really matter. It's like totally pointless. Like you <laughs> all these, ask all these questions, and then it's just like <laughs> you guys should do whatever you want. This doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, the, the Sorting Hat's views on which house you should be in are much more flexible than J.K. Rowling's views on gender. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I need to step away JK. from the microphone before I blew it out. <laughs> Um, sorry if that was too much, but uh, oh no, that was good. No, she earns it. Yeah, yeah that was her achievement unlocked. <laughs> Turf, <laughs> shit tier, <laughs> minus five points to Gryffindor. I lost a whole bunch of gamer points for that one. <laughs> um, so I guess the consensus is that we all like Gran Turismo. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's good. It starts off really goofy where he is driving like on a simulator at home and his dad's constantly going by being like, son, you'll never be, this isn't real, don't do it. It's like by the great Jaimon Hansu. Yeah. He's like, be like, your, be like your brother, he's a soccer player. Like, he, that's real. And then um, you keep seeing the car transform around him while he's driving the simulator, um, the main character. Mm. Um and and stuff like that. He there's certain scenes where you see like little things pop up as if you're playing a video game, and you're like, okay, like what reality is this? This is all pretty silly. <laughs> He's insane. He questions his own. Line. <laughs> yes, he questions on the reality, especially when he escapes the cops. Like cops evaded, achievement unlocked. I'm like, oh, he's just insane. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then the the uh, movie. I keep almost saying game. The movie becomes a little bit more realistic because you get into the GT tournament and how that was actually a real thing. And he's trained by uh, David Harbour's character, and um, Orlando Bloom spends the whole time being like a, a marketing guy. He's like so unhinged. He looks so big weird. Big marketing man. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it, it kind of becomes more realistic, but still has those elements in there of it just being like video gamey. But it, I just saw the whole movie through the perspective of it being like an anime, and I liked it a lot more that way. Yeah, that okay. moment in the end where he's like, when he's in the final race and he goes into like, his car breaks down, he's back in his room, and he's like, oh, I don't always have to follow the line. I'm like, that's anime as <laughs> fuck right there. That's the most anime thing ever. <laughs> I just thought his relationship with anime. Oh. Yeah. Have you guys watched the One Piece live action? Last time we recorded in person, I, I uh, after we watched, I don't know, what, uh, Extinction? No, Ex- uh, no. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. <laughs> Which is um, the like, third let's watch... one? Second. No, the second oh, okay. one. <laughs> Extinction comes after Apocalypse, and Afterlife <laughs> comes after Extinction, and then Retribution <laughs> comes after the Afterlife. And then the final chapter. <laughs> yeah, they should have just called it after Afterlife. Um, <laughs> after hours. Yeah, so I made Connery and uh, our friend Lupe watch the first episode of the One Piece live action, and I was like, okay, I thought this was just be kind of stupid, you know, like kind of cheesy and like mm-hmm. not really altogether there. But I actually had a pretty good time, and I'm kind of like totally in on like the world of piracy now. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Great. The One Piece is real. <laughs> The One Piece is real. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen the anime. Connery definitely has and read, read the, uh, the manga. Let me so. tell you something. You finish the live action, you're going to start the anime within a half hour of finishing the live action. There you go. Really good. <laughs> I can't wait for good. Tyler to be like a full-blown One Piece weeb. Like he's going to wear the stupid hat and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought he looked really dumb. What's his name? Luffy? Luffy. Luffy. Monkey to Luffy. <laughs> Yeah, and he's I'm gonna be like, the king of the pirates. <laughs> he sure is. Until I am. <laughs> I just always was turned off by the anime because I'm just like, oh, I don't know. He looked kind of stupid. But now watching it once live action, I'm like, this is the exact energy I need in my life. I'm gonna watch all of this. Dude, yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. This has been such an off the walls what's new, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say those are our thoughts on Gran Turismo, Dungeons and Dragons, um, also One Piece, One Piece live action, uh, and Hogwarts Legacy on Xbox One. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. You know what el- what else uh well, you know what's not a simulation but is a video game? Life. Life. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a game just achievement a game. unlocked saw the matrix <laughs> who cares if my accident led to the death of a bystander it's just a game <laughs> uh, some people evil die evil. all the time <laughs> yes resident evil it's not a game either it's a movie to make it even more confusing and i'm like alice has multiple lives though she has multiple people multiple hers <laughs> she has yes. so many lives yeah because they all explode spoilers for who hasn't seen this movie but is listening to this episode i applaud you for your audacity uh much like brian's <laughs> audacity for only seeing this one i think it's impressive your sheer gall bro <laughs> yeah um yeah let's start with you brian um what are your thoughts on resident evil afterlife you know, like, as you guys are mentioning, is the first time I've seen any Resident Evil movie, and I didn't really have a thought going into it. I knew that it was based off the game and loosely based off the game. Let's just say yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was enjoyable for the most part, um, except for that, like, 40 minutes in the middle of it where she's, like, flying around. Yeah, know. she's, yeah. like, wandering around. Yeah, yeah. that was that was the 
the worst part of the movie, but I thought it was really <laughs> cool. You know, like I was watching it, I'm like, this this could pass for like a good like Netflix series right now. Like my name yeah. is like good. Yeah. yeah. I mean they tried but and didn't succeed. Yeah, but... the <laughs> they tried. There was effort have effort that's all was that matters. <laughs> yeah, I, I I gotta watch that Lance Reddick Resident Evil series at some point, just out of like watching more Lance Reddick content. <laughs> yeah, of reference. Have you played any of the games, Brian? Um, which one do I have? I forget. Like, it's one of the like the new like um updates they did on them. Like, you got the re-releases. Two? I think it was two. Yeah, I, re- yeah. I played that one recently. And yeah. obviously, every single time you go to the arcade, if I see a Resident Evil booth, I'm gonna pull, go play Resident Evil. You know? Hell yeah! Um, yeah. So I, I get the gist of it. I didn't really know too much of the lore of it because I was just, you know, going in, shoot zombies, kill zombies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but, like, watching the movie, I'm like, there's a little bit behind the, than just, like, shoot zombies, you know? Like, I didn't know anything about, like, the T-cell thing or anything yeah. like that. I, like, how, how the hell she got her superpowers and, like, <laughs> basically everybody who gets the superpowers is Superman because they're faster than a speeding bullet, literally. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I had a little bit, knew a little bit about it, and I thought it was mm-hmm. all right. They did what they could in a movie in the, was the, was the fourth one you said? Yeah, it's the fourth one. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like after four <laughs> I still movies, have to think about like, it. what is, what are they what are they gonna do after four movies based off like one game? Yeah, well, it's, they there's like <laughs> how many are there? There are eight Resident Evil games. <laughs> oh, I thought games. It was a, right. <laughs> you were gonna say movies? No, there are six movies <laughs> <laughs> and a reboot and a reboot. <laughs> so they they got a lot and and this one especially is the ideal of nerfing alice it's like the whole goal (laughs) really yeah which which i personally enjoyed like i think this was actually surprisingly like a good intro to the series um because you kind of get a feel of what was going on in the first few where it's just like oh like she was super powered and everything and now that she's nerfed um and like she you know umbrella is bad that's the beginning of this movie that's mm-hmm. all you really need to know there's right. not a lot of deep lore in the movies um it gets way more complicated in in the games but it's just like oh here's all these clones okay this is bat shit like i don't know what's <laughs> happening um but here we go and then it, you kind of pair it back i thought that was that, that was pretty good but um, yeah yeah connor what, what are your thoughts on this on this journey so far where we're uh, at with afterlife i really wish it stayed with her shooting mind blasts and like being on par with like wesker the entire yeah, time I had, a, I had a feeling that that was like very you yeah yeah i was, I was like yeah she's like 50 of herself running around and like they all like have her power level and it's really great and it was just so insane i just wanted to stay at that level of insanity somehow where i don't think the movie physically could support itself by like doing right that. yeah exactly so ultimately i'm like okay they nerfed her like this is for the best surprisingly it's all like all of these so far have been written by paul ws anderson who mm-hmm. returns to direct on this one from the first one um when it but it it fine it feels kind of like a a little like a minor version of Last Jedi to Rise of Skywalker where it's just like oh no 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 she doesn't have all these powers or anything we're gonna totally go back and give her no powers again yeah but exactly. it's the same writer the whole time so I thought that was kind of interesting and and I personally enjoyed it because it made there be actual stakes when she's fighting zombies again literally <laughs> not yeah. just like eh you know she's 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 God she can't be hurt 
yeah at the rest of the movie she's still like taking hits left and right she gets <laughs> blasted it's like are you sure you still don't got a little bit of it in you she she does yeah. i think she has a little bit of the juice in her secretly because she's fighting wesker just fine and he's like yeah demon monster god <laughs> he is <laughs> he looks so nasty and stupid like when the thing comes out of his mouth i'm like why are you taking so long to do this move and you could just like punch him into oblivion or something because the movie was made for 3d that's why <laughs> yeah oh, they needed to make it look cool yeah <laughs> it's coming at you you didn't notice connery when the big zombie threw a gigantic axe directly at the screen oh my god i feel like i never noticed that stuff and it's like so obvious in retrospect <laughs> Oh, now it is like was this movie came out twenty ten at the yeah. height of that three D stuff. Oh so god! Was, oh my god! Every other movie was coming out in three D. Axe yeah. Zombie made me so curious as to why and how he exists. Is he like an umbrella <laughs> monster? It, it just seems like he's hanging out with the other zombies or wandering through the streets because it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> because we need plot. It's like he just decides to be Pyramid Head one day. Like I don't get it. Yeah, he woke up one day and said, I am going to become this. Just like the Joker. <laughs> the Joker decided one day to be the Joker. Well, so his design is based on a zombie from Resident Evil 5, which I think is just called the Executioner. Ah, uh, okay. And so are the like weird mind control gem things that people have on their chests. And um, did you guys stay through the credits a little bit? Yes, yeah, so you see still? the blonde lady? Yeah. No. No, no that's okay. it's not a Marvel movie. I'm not going to sit through the credits. Well, you see a blonde lady in a ponytail and a tight jumpsuit with a spider thing on her chest. She's like, you're going to be in for the fight of your life. Which I was like, I don't like her outfit, but I'm like, oh yeah, that was also her outfit from Resident Evil 5, which I also <laughs> didn't like. And also like the zombies with the flower mouths coming out, basically. That's all yeah. from Resident Evil 5, which oh, is like a mutated virus. The Cthulhu, the Cthulhu uh, zombies? Yes. Yeah, um, which is like the Ouroboros virus or something like that. I have to look it up again. <laughs> but it's just interesting that that stuff was like that came more into like they continue the stuff that has nothing to do with the games, but then they introduce stuff from like the most recent game, which came out in uh, 2009, which is mm -hmm. also um, the most problematic game because it takes place in Africa. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and just a lot of like because it's like a zombies and stuff like that. It's just. It's just it also plays into the like I, I I shouldn't get too into detail about the uh, the video game lore on this episode, but it's just like oh they have to go to Africa because Umbrella has like a huge corporation there that's like in hiding that's like in introducing like a huger virus and it's like oh yeah they are being like a super evil like um, you know corporation colonizer kind of thing yeah right but it's just like I don't think Resident Evil can really. Uh, has has the pedigree to talk about such things, you know. Lacks the insight, but, perhaps. Yeah, but yeah, new zombies in this. <laughs> Thoughts on new zombies in general? I think um, it's fun. <laughs> I mean, since I've never seen any of the other movies, was, I just sort of thought that was all the zombies they had in every single one of them. No, <laughs> oh, okay. they all upgraded. <laughs> they mutated with the virus. Exactly. That's exactly Basically, what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, really? No, you got it yeah. right nail right on the head. They're evolving. <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. It's not that hard to pick up then. No, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the last one, they uh, tried to introduce a new virus that makes the zombies like smart and able to communicate and like be people and like reverse the virus. So it's almost like Umbrella is helping to like make things normal again. But really, this one, they just hammered down that they're really evil. So. <laughs> 
because those zombies that they're trying to heal just actually just became super powered instead. So only like Alice can fight them. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> there's too much stupid stuff going on. What's including the Wesker's grudge hair. that they have against Alice? That's the thing I never understood. They just like hate her or something. They made her. They made her into like what she is, and they kind of see her as their property, and so they want her to be an umbrella asset. But the fact that she isn't, and she's stopped them so many times, they're like. We need to kill her because she's our one like hitch Weakness. that keeps ruining us. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's some like intro in the beginning of this when they just like zoom out and are looking at the entire planet and she has the voiceover narration. She's like, I, I worked for the Umbrella Corporation and they like want to stop me forever. I'm like, wait, she, she worked for them? Like, yeah, she was head of security, as... remember? Oh, she was? Yeah, she was head of security. Is that from the first movie? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you remembered that. Was like, <laughs> she was like a janitor. Like, what? Like... She was a beautiful janitor. <laughs> Aren't they all? Uh, yes. Also, didn't she like? For all she knows, she's also a clone. Like, there's a part where where all the clones are dying in the beginning because they're like blowing up the umbrella place in Tokyo, mm-hmm. and then Lesker's like, "I'm glad I could meet the real one finally." And it's just like, how does he know? Because my hair is in a dumb ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the only indicator. The rest of them wanted to die like this. I, I mean, yeah, let's talk about the clones because I, I don't really like <laughs> what they do and like when they show they're just up. Fodder. One of them's smiling, one of them's just frowning, so they're different, but then therefore <laughs> they don't think about clone ethics in any way. But uh, I don't know, Brian, how, how do the clones do for you? So this is the parts I was saying earlier about like the PS2 graphics. I like, kind of <laughs> yeah. noticed a little bit the lighting was a little bit off, but the clones are cool. Like I like that idea yeah. of what they were going yeah. with with it. I like I honestly, since she came in with all these superpowers, not really knowing anything about her character specifically, I'm like can she split off different versions of herself? <laughs> right, yeah. That's what That'd I thought. Cool. It, yeah, like yeah. I thought she should she could just bud however many versions of herself and like <laughs> overpower people that way. But I didn't know they were clones. I like the idea <laughs> of like her splitting off versions of herself like halfway ripped off and like she gets like six arms and they're just like shooting more guns or something. Right. I mean if it's a virus and they can do whatever <laughs> you know, mute she's mutating, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. I thought that's that would what definitely they were going be, with. yeah, that'd be a more inspired visual for sure. Instead of them like mirroring each other, jumping down, throwing ropes at the same exact time. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know it's cool, but like at the same time, it just kind of annoyed me for some reason. They're just beautiful ninja women, Tyler. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> right. They are. <laughs> That whole sequence is so off the walls. I'm like, how come they're all not doing that mind blast thing that they can apparently do? <laughs> what is yeah, that thing? Is that what she gets with those like superpowers? The mind like 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 yeah, she gets some powers or something. Yeah, big mind blast. That's like a new one that just kind of happens to her. <laughs> all right, Silver Age playing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Brainiac. Um, <laughs> <laughs> playing Baldur's Gate by way her playing Dungeons and the Dragons by way of Baldur's Gate makes me think like oh yeah that's one of her abilities that like she needs like a long rest for like she can yes. only use that like once <laughs> per per round or whatever like she can't use that all the time because otherwise she's just overpowered like I don't there's no real scope of her powers in this so I I like that she loses them because otherwise it's like does she just become more and more powerful we've seen her just blow up a uh, satellite in outer space from the ground you know mm-hmm. before in this series so I don't know like I almost 
I, I, I like her using swords and stuff like that in the beginning, but I almost wish that she was using like zombies to like throw off the hint of the soldiers in the beginning or something like that. But it's just like, here's a bunch of Alice's. But hey, that's not what the movie is. That's what they decided to do. So <laughs> well, not like anything I have to say will, will have any impact on that, you know? Change the past, Tyler. You can alter everything. Gaslight them, Tyler. Like, yeah. Like Albert Wesker. Yes. Like Albert Wesker gaslights the whole world of zombies, I guess. Because there's like... 10 people alive <laughs> well they do gaslight them about the uh arcadia yeah they do they do gaslight them about arcadia i'm not arcadia. feeling about that like neither a you know it was already overtaken by zombies or whatever mm-hmm. but like they they looked at the door and she's like oh no it's worse and i'm like it's a trap isn't it <laughs> it's a trap isn't it <laughs> it's, a it's always a trap yeah this boat goes all the way it, down it, it, but it's it like surprisingly the entire way through it was like very much so a video game plot you know what yeah. i mean it's very simplistic it's just gonna get <laughs> you through it like everything in the middle was just the cut scenes cut together with whatever zombies you're killing and all that like, okay. and they, yeah and they even have an underwater level yeah exactly <laughs> yep that's really boring and bad <laughs> <laughs> i thought there was like a zombie fish or something but it was just another zombie that like picked up the the actor waitress lady yeah yeah that made me so sad or i was like wow like we're really not allowed to have any of these people around i guess (laughs) like even the last guy he's like oh i can't i'm too scared he just gets eaten i was like this sucks (laughs) the intern gets cleaved in half no we see uh the basketball player guy uh luther he he survives at the end yeah luther survives that was one of my things where we're saying star power bitch (laughs) yep that was good It's like a it's like a double entendre, not in like a sexual way, but just like because it's stars is like Star. the uh, stars is the uh, zombie fighting division. Yeah, stars of the good guys. Uh, yeah, that's what uh, Nemesis says, Brian. A whole lot. That's the only thing you can say is stars. Yeah, Brian. Having not seen the other ones, what was your feeling of them constantly yelling the word Kmart at some girl? <laughs> Dude, I was like, is that just like her nickname or something? Nope. Or like wherever they found her or something like that? <laughs> I found you well, in Kmart. Your name is Kmart. Yeah. That's what happened. They found her at Kmart. Or like she get, she was born at Kmart or something. That's, that's like her birth name is Kmart. That's so like stupid apocalypse to me. It's like, oh, I don't know my real but name. Th- that's Fun zombie land Dale. level stuff. You know yes! how in zombie land they call each other? No, you're from Tallahassee. Your name is Tallahassee. It's like, well, I'm also from Tallahassee. What do you call me? Call me Twinkie. (laughs) Twinkie. Okay, can we? We're talking about other things, which is totally fine. I just want to circle back to the cloning thing, Uh at least for myself. Yeah. Um. I just there's just no consideration from Alice about the clones, but also the clones don't seem to really care about their own mortality either. (laughs) No, they have no Um, (laughs) self-preservation. They really don't care. It's as if like they don't have their own identities or anything. They just came straight out of a tube, which I guess they did, but um. You know, I guess there's worse things to, to, to consider in a world full of zombies. Like, you know, you can't think too much about like, oh, Alice needs to like train these clones how to read and stuff. Like they have some <laughs> memories, but only like, you know, she's not going to make a, a civilization of clones or anything. That's why like, every single of... time clones come into anything, the rules kind of go out the window. Mm-hmm. Like they right. may have their own set of rules at the beginning of the story they're telling. But halfway through there, you're like, you know what? We have clones. Why, why do we care? Yeah. 
I, I like, like the idea of her just being like, the world is over except for like me. And now I'm only like the only company I keep. And I'm finding out that I hate myself or something. <laughs> Uses self as cannon fodder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I'm just like, and I like the idea they're like, oh, you're the real one. So we'll all serve you. And none of them have their own kind of like stubborn streak that she does. Right. So it works within the confines of the movie for sure. But yeah, we also all that. I also just think about way too much about uh, the clones in Star Wars. And it's just like, is it really showing that like the Jedi were flawed and the Republic were actually like losing their morality and and all this stuff? Uh, or is it just like, I don't know, kind of bad writing? Like it could be one of those two things, you know? I don't. It can be both. I think yeah. it is. I, I think the longer the clones are alive, the more personality they develop and the more like different they become. So let's just say Alice's were babies and they never had a personality of their own. <laughs> right. That works. And therefore no uh, agency. So she just <laughs> sent them off to die. Like, <laughs> yeah, put them on a whatever. suicide mission. Yeah. They're like thralls, basically. Yes, they're just like thralls. <laughs> just like Thrawn. Okay, we'll, we'll get into more general stuff too. But I, I just the beginning of this stuff too and when she's on the ship and when wesker's getting away and she's holding an uzi directly to his head like i've never seen that before someone holding an uzi to somebody's head like in the temple like i don't know it just feels like it's kind of like a handgun thing or something yeah it's like really excessive (laughs) i feel like wesker needs that incentive because he he regenerated after being like (laughs) shot in the chest 80 times (laughs) well he also wants to fight her so bad that he just totally forgets to pilot the plane (laughs) he doesn't even like put it on autopilot he's just like oh shit i forgot i was flying and then crashes into a mountain (laughs) right he's not that smart he doesn't know what he's doing like that whole beginning part when they do crash the plane, like after all that, I'm like, either she's on, on, like, I, I honestly thought the one that she was gonna fight was the clone, and he was the, the at real Mila Jovovich was gonna like take the plane and go somewhere or something like that. Yeah. And like yeah. kick out, kick him out of the plane or something with the clone. But I was like, okay. And how does she survive all that if she was human? I would have also yeah, liked the idea if she just throws her identity out the window and she's like, I'm just one of many now. Like, it doesn't matter who the real Alice is. We're all Alice. <laughs> I'm Claire Redfield now. <laughs> we get both the Redfields, though. We sure do. Is that like a big thing in like the beginning parts of uh, this like series of movies? Yeah, like, right, two, right. It's a big uh, deal. Sister? Okay. Yeah. Like, we got Claire. She's the protagonist in uh, Resident Evil 2. Um, okay. in like the B story and uh, her brother Chris Wait. is another big character oh you're talking about the games yeah, yeah I'm talking about, talking about this in the context of the games Connery and then and then we'll talk about movies yeah, yeah yeah and then her brother I'm just saying like they explain the lore of why they're significant to Resident Evil in general and okay. then yeah. and then Chris is her brother who's like spec ops like deals with the virus stuff too so like Claire's a cop and uh, oh my god Chris is a black ops agent pretty much and they're related and that's pretty much it <laughs> oh okay yeah that's yeah basically the game okay. yeah yeah the, the games alternate basically different protagonists like the first one you play as either um chris or jill right yeah chris or jill yeah and jill is the person who ends up in the credits of this movie so it, <laughs> for the purposes of this movie it doesn't matter um the second game you're either leon kennedy or um or claire Mm-hmm. In the third one, you're Jill. In the fourth one, you're Leon. In the fifth one, you are uh, Chris mm-hmm. or this new character, Shiva. Um, so, yeah, he kind of 
Chris kind of ends up being in most of the games. He's in the end of seven. He's in eight as well. Mm -hmm. So he's basically like leading the franchise, Resident Evil franchise, despite there being like several different main characters that you can play as. Um, He's he's kind of like the most important. He fights Wesker and like defeats him in the fifth one. Uh, I don't know. Spoilers, I guess. But uh, (laughs) he also punches a big boulder in that. Yeah, over and over again. It's an iconic video game moment. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so he has like the most rivalry against Wesker. He kind of he starts off as as kind of like an innocent, like uh, I was going to say innocent police officer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Investigating the mansion um, in in Resident Evil one. And then by the fifth one, he's I mean, he's in the sixth one, too. And by that point, he's kind of like totally deranged. Like he's like really (laughs) losing it, like just fighting zombies for so long and stuff. So. The fact that he shows up in this movie is is a uh, it's cool because it's Chris, but he's not really like Chris in in the in the uh, games. He's just no, he sounds he deranged players... in this. Yeah, he's still kind of deranged. That's, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, he's like he's been on that cell for so long. And I like that Luther just won't let him out because he's like, no, I don't trust him. He's like, what do you mean you don't trust me? It's like when will you talk <laughs> like that? Of course, I'm not going to let you out. <laughs> a lot of these people in this movie decided to talk very menacingly for no good reason you know what i mean like yeah. even when they were throwing out one-liners that were supposed to be yeah. funny i'm like did you mean it funny or were you just trying to be cool what's going on here there's so much malice in every word they say to each other yeah, dude. everyone's just trying to be cool yeah. um even when alice is like nice it's like okay <laughs> is it yeah I think my favorite character moment in this whole movie is uh, when Luther jumps up and stops the plane from going off the edge because he like does a huge jump. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Like, that's how you stop a whole plane? But then later he's like, yeah, I'm a pro basketball player. I'm like, okay, you got me. <laughs> I believe you. Like, <laughs> you got you me. Stop that. He, he must have been a really good pro basketball player, too, because he has a Jordan sponsorship. Yeah. Jordan shirt on. I'm like, oh, okay. You I can't just buy those. He can save a plane by dunking on it. Like, you gotta be good. The Space Jam is back, baby. <laughs> yeah, how come Alice isn't in Space Jam? <laughs> she couldn't. They didn't have the rights to her for cameo being the HBO universe or whatever it was. Yeah, the serververse. Yeah, the serververse. Oh, I miss Space Jam. We're, we're only talking about the first no. one, right? Yeah, that's why I say I missed the first one. Okay. The second one's pretty wild. Dads only want one thing, and that's power. Or respect one thing, and that's power. Sorry. <laughs> the second one was just a precursor for all of the things of why people are on strike right now. Yes, literally. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, where do we even go from here about this? Oh, well, let's talk about, like, we basically covered the first third. We'll talk about the middle part. It does, Brian, you're right. It definitely feels like long cut scenes that kind of go on like for a while or sort of just flying a plane around and being confused and like mm-hmm. um yeah it's just kind of lengthy it yeah. is because i mean i guess they do have to tell parts of the story it can't just be zombie zombie zombies the entire way through yeah um, we sure? <laughs> sure you know what you're right it, it it just felt like that. It just felt like them just talking to us. And then she was just talking to the camera the entire way through. I'm like, who is this for? Who are you talking to other than the audience right now? We're kind of bored. We're yeah. getting popcorn. It's how she, I'm getting popcorn. It's how she's keeping her sanity, man. Like, it's so hard. <laughs> it's you her intro to, to cut pieces. through to like a the office style cutaway, you know? <laughs> <laughs> We're back in the confessional. Yeah. 
pans over to the pervert guy looking at her and he just like makes a Jim Halpert face <laughs> before he gets grabbed by zombies. What did you guys think of the mean producer guy who almost like consistently betrays everybody? So at first I was like, this guy's either a comedian or a magician, but just, just the way that he looked. He was so grimy and slimy. I'm like, yes. oh, it makes sense. He's the producer. <laughs> I like that you also like grimy and slimy. You associate that with magician. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this guy looks so untrustworthy. He must be a magician. <laughs> I forgot to say. Me. Yeah, I forgot to say with Extinction when we did that episode. Since it takes place in Vegas, I really wish there was like a zombie Chris Angel or something. That <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't want that. So I'm just carrying on a big prop. Like a carrot top zombie. <laughs> Can you believe that? Carrot top would be a great zombie villain, uh, like boss fight or mini boss, because he'd oh, pull out oh, giant yeah. props to fight you with. Ziegfeld and Roy, they have their zombie tigers. Yeah, well, Zack Snyder kind of did that. I guess he did, yeah. Uh, <laughs> zombie Cirque du Soleil. Zombies, oh my god, they're doing flips still? <laughs> Cavalier's here in the middle of it. We've covered all the big uh, Vegas things. Yeah, I think yeah. it's uh, That's oh, it. uh, zombies down under. <laughs> Chippendale zombies. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I like the idea of zombies just stuck in slot machines, and their like arms are just like going up and down still or something. That's fun. Under <laughs> a bunch of jackpots, but it's useless. Nobody can use it anymore. I do think her biplane is fun and cool. Or I guess it's not technically a bi- biplane. I don't know what that thing's called. But, it, uh, yeah. you know, it's like a little fighter plane. Uh, yeah, it I think it's like a fighter plane. Yeah. It's cool. Um, it fits two people. I like that it's not some, like, science fiction-y thing. Because there's enough of those in this in this movie. <laughs> like the heavy-plated super planes? Yeah. So it's kind of uh, anachronistic in a, in a fun way. Yeah. Um, and... The fact that she goes to Alaska is interesting, even though there's literally nobody or nothing. There's nothing there except for um, Claire at the very end of the world. Uh, Why is she there? No offense to our Alaska listeners. I I like this is one scene where they meet the actors and like I say the actors. That's how I feel like they all were. They all were actors in L.A. and they're like we've been shooting flares, so they see them in Alaska. <laughs> Alice is like what? What are you, like, you talking are stupid. about? <laughs> I my notes like, wow, everyone here is really stupid. What can I say? These Angelinos, their heads are full of air. I love Just when like... she was flying into LA. She was like, there's no signs of life, either dead or alive. I'm like, yeah, sounds like LA. <laughs> sounds like LA. LA looks a lot like hell. Yeah, some days it does. <laughs> So hell looks exactly like Los Angeles. Yeah, I, I do wish there was a few more like Escape from LA esque jokes about Los Angeles, where it's just like you know, yeah, making jokes like that because it was pretty serious and straightforward. They definitely had room to, like, they had like archetypes for sure, like with the producer guy who's like a total asshole to the point where he just kills someone else because he wants to get out of there. Right. Um, or even with the I basketball like the in- player, he was like way too serious the entire way through. I'm like, yeah, he's gonna be a little loose that's usually how they get in the locker room you know it's not yeah. all serious. 
<laughs> yeah, again, a missed opportunity to throw basketballs at zombies. They oh missed it God. in the second one. He's literally a pro basketball player. Like in the NBA, he should be able to throw basketballs and like blow up zombies' heads or something, right? Yeah, what like, if like he teared off a zombie's head and was like just smacking, like threw it really hard, <laughs> just dribbling it? <laughs> yeah, dribbling a zombie head, make it really. <laughs> and like... then they cut, and they cut down to the ground where the zombie heads dribbling, and the zombie heads just like. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the sad one. on him in a gym throwing zombie heads through a basket is like, oh, I'm just trying to get my practice up. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. That's his intro or something. And I like the tragedy after the fight's over. He's done all like the sick hoop tricks with like the zombie head. Like he looks at his hands and says, no, it bit me. (laughs) (laughs) So he has his moment, but he still dies just because Alice can be the only survivor. (laughs) What would you say about this movie? I don't know. That's like original about the series in this one. Like I feel like that all the new stuff is just ripped from the game. Like, basically everything I've talked about. The new zombies are all from the games. Um, The mind control scarab things that are weird are from the game. Um, I guess, guess actually, in the third act, all the umbrella stuff, uh, it's, like, pure white. Yeah. um, Like, infrastructure and, like, those giant vertebrate thingies. The big helicopters are are, uh, are pretty original. So, yeah. Um, I guess that's, like, the the game at all. No, I don't think so. No, because I was about to say a lot of it felt like it could come out of the video game, like especially when Definitely. they do go into that that ship. I'm like, oh, this this is totally a video game level. I thought like, oh, they yeah, just hook it out one of one yeah. of the games because it feels two like that games, last boss flight thing. Yeah, two of the games uh, have like ship levels basically, uh, or one of them takes completely on place on a ship. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then yeah, that boss fight is totally just a boss fight in a video game. Yeah. <laughs> Quick time boss fight. I wish his glasses exploded or something, but they just like hit Chris and he's just like distracted. He's like, ow! <laughs> he threw that really hard. <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> I like that Wesker's eyes like glow red right before the quantum bomb detonate. <laughs> <laughs> Where he's just like, mm, out Fox again. <laughs> he's going to survive that, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He'll like re atomize sure. himself and it'll right. be stupid. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of like the 3D of it, like we were saying earlier, um, this is a year after the first Avatar movie, James Cameron's Avatar. Uh, so th- there was so many movies around this time, and uh, we covered Clash of the Titans, I don't know, years ago. And that was post-converted 3D, um, which uh... they did for a lot of movies. Yeah, this this one was actually shot with 3D cameras, where basically they have two cameras like side by side to do the uh, 3D optics. Um, so, and I think it actually looks pretty good for the most part. There is a lot of green screen. You can tell, you can tell there's CG stuff, especially near the end. I feel like it just falls apart, but overall, I think like the palette and like production design of this movie and stuff like it looks, feels like a lot more tactile than the ones we've seen so far. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Connery? Uh, I don't know. I, I like the way it looks. I, I always like really. We, so Brian talked about like the stark whiteness of like the umbrella facility. And I always really liked that vibe or like, the world yeah. is so like grimy and gross and like everything is pristine and like the umbrella world and like sterilized. I think this might be my favorite one look wise, at least in the umbrella yeah. facilities. I'm usually really happy more in those. So I find it so cool where it's, it's just different from the casual zombie land experience. Yeah. Like the first one was so contained and like, uh, like a maze and just mm-hmm. really, yeah. Restraining. And this one are huge hangers and stuff like that. So it just feels yeah. a lot more huge, massive evil corporation, I guess. Yeah. I feel so much more grand, especially by the end of this movie. Like I felt this overwhelming sense of hopelessness, where, like all the vertebrates come down and I was like, 
we just won. Like, what is this? Yeah. Although I thought it was um, like kind of a given that after she puts out the message about, you know, the Arcadia <laughs> there and it's her voice doing it, like they would have come in automatically after her. They just yeah. explained to her like five minutes earlier, oh, we've been tracking you since you're the only person in a plane. <laughs> That's a really good point. Do you think the Arcadia food court has a Din Tai Fung there? Yeah. It's gotta. I mean, with the money that Umbrella has, you can imagine they would. That and a go to Chow. Yeah, they probably do. Um, Panda Express. Yeah, <laughs> I just had to put in a little local LA jooke because you know this is the LA episode of Resident Evil. So true. So true, bestie. Uh, <laughs> what else is about this movie? Claire and Chris fight uh, Wesker, and they shoot him a bunch with pistols, and that does nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it just tickles him. I thought that was weird. They're like. And this time you're staying down or something like that. And then they just keep shooting him. And it's like, you guys fought him before, right? Like, he's just going to, like, spit out the little bullets and that's it. Yeah. And then he's on the plane. Alice is like, I got it. I knew he was going to pick that specific plane to fly away on. (laughs) (laughs) Not like he would have his own private plane that's, like, (laughs) stocked up with everything else that he needs. Yeah, I think they kind of like needed to cut off his head and put it in an atomizer or something. Like, yeah, why? I don't know why they thought a bunch of bullets not to the head, which is this like, do zombie movies exist in the world of the Resident Evil movies? Like, do they know about zombies at all? Because you're supposed to like almost always shoot them in the head, you know? Yeah, they don't right. know. They they can't tell. Maybe for all we know, Wesker is so advanced he just grow his head back even. Yeah, that's true. Like maybe he is like a true immortal or something. But even uh, the true like immortals, the... that's how you kill the gods, though. You cut off their head. I guess so, yeah. But even that head like is still sentient. And all that. Yeah, most yeah. of the head's sentient, though, at least. Hashtag what would Kratos do? Yeah, what would Kratos do? He'd find the specific weapon to kill them. And then he'd smash their head and gouge out their eyes. <laughs> Kratos! <laughs> Who are we in a fight? Wesker or Kratos? Next up. <laughs> Next up. Top five video game fights I want to see. Or Wesker has Kratos' son. Then he'll do anything to protect him. That's why he's working for Umbrella in this new episode. <laughs> if the zombies did hit LA, what would we be doing? Would, would we just be still recording a podcast, Connery? Yeah, we'd be like interrupting the emergency rail like, airwaves with like our show and being like, like, get off the emergency wave. Like, it's time for another <laughs> episode of the franchise where we discuss the <laughs> latest way we've killed a zombie. <laughs> You're like, I'm Tyler Denning, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you just are fully a zombie that I have like restrained. <laughs> Take the picture, Connery. Take a picture. You're a zombie, but I live in your place. <laughs> You're just like in the garage. Yeah. It's like, well, I thought it'd be rude to totally take it from him. So he's alive. He's just in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, I just wander around my house and you're living in the garage. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> yeah. I feel like if I feel zombies like the... ever came out here to like the IE and all that, it'd take mm-hmm. a minute. There's a lot of open space over here. That's good. You know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're pretty safe over here, I think, from zombies. Yeah, that was my question. Like, do you think you'd live through a Resident Evil style zombie apocalypse? Out here, yes. Yeah. <laughs> over an in LA, entire... I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's an entire empire of inland. <laughs> a lot of land. That's really good. Yeah, I feel like I might be a little screwed here. There's there's a, just a lot of people. <laughs> you gotta yeah. get out of town like 28 days later. 
Yeah. And I'm not going to take my car. I'm going to go on foot. I've seen all those scenes where the traffic gets all piled up. The scenes on the 10 freeway. <laughs> uh, oh, you mean you know, this morning? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's just getting to work. Can you imagine escaping a zombie apocalypse? Jeez. No, thank you. The traffic, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> getting out of Dodger Stadium? Oh, no. Well, no, no, thank you. Thank you. Hollywood Bowl? <laughs> no, no, no. I took the shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be in a zombie invasion than go to the Hollywood Bowl again. <laughs> if, I, if I had the choice in a zombie attack or being in the 210 at 5 o'clock, I'd choose zombie attack. Uh, courage bagels i'm never going there it's not worth the line <laughs> the bagels are so good but i've been in new york how do y'all feel about the music in this because i feel like it's pretty different from the other ones but uh yeah. i mean for you brian at least what, what do you think about the music some parts it felt really like club music you know what <laughs> yeah. i mean i was yeah. like half mm-hmm. expecting like the beat to drop i'm like no but <laughs> at other parts, I'm like, oh, this is just like straight out of the video game a little bit. Because I remember some of it from like the games that I did play, like especially at the beginning, how kind of like the transitions look like loading screens a little bit. <laughs> like at the beginning yeah. when they were in the, the building, right? It, like every single day, time they transition, I'm like, it looks like a loading screen. And I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but the music, it threw me off at parts because it got intense for no good reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like how uh, when she first sees Claire in the background, it starts getting like straight up like beat dropping sort of stuff. I'm like, that's <laughs> that's a little unnecessary. So that's yeah. some parts the music felt unnecessary a little bit, Definitely. but um, overall, I, I thought it's it's kind of like a John Carpentery sort of feel to it. Some parts, yeah. I mean, just like straight arpeggios, the the beat, the bass is like consistent through it, and it's just giving you little like flourishes here and there that just adds to whatever's going on in the movie. Um, so I thought it, I thought it was interesting ish. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Kind of yeah, like a Matrix movie to me. Matrix music, yeah, me. Matrix. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's so Matrix in the beginning too, especially when she's jumping down that big shaft or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. so Matrix. And I like all that. And Wesker looks like a like Mr. Smith. Like since I (laughs) didn't know anything about what was going on before in the other ones, and I didn't really know who Wesker was from the games because I didn't really like finish a lot of the games. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, who who is this great value, Mr. Smith? (laughs) (laughs) Great value. He's Mr. Smith who does like to rave every once in a while. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, he parties. Oh yeah, they got parties. (laughs) He goes like every. 12th Sunday just to to say that he's like a party guy I like that it's reasonable he's like I can't go every weekend like I'm an adult I have to run Umbrella Corp so I listen to one every 12 weeks I go to the club and that's me time that's Wesker time I'm in my 40s I still party (laughs) every once in a while I'll go to Tomorrowlands but if only if I'm feeling it no drugs just water just water (laughs) Wesker totally has like a like in that big um umbrella place at the, at the end or whatever. He has a he definitely has a room full of zombies with like glow sticks on and stuff. He, just makes them <laughs> he doesn't have any real friends. He's just, like, he's just dancing next to zombies. Yeah. Hey, hey, what's um, your name? <laughs> and then he like moves the zombie's mouth. I'm Greg. <laughs> cool, Greg. You want to be my friend tonight? Yes. <laughs> 
Oh god, I'm so lonely. <laughs> I just like the really loud like K-pop just like blaring over like the speakers <laughs> in this like Technicolor room. His relationship with Alice is like a 10-year-old. Like he like actually has a crush on her, but he just <laughs> mean to her and fights her all the time. It's basically Wesker. Basically. The music in general, um, I, I enjoy it. Like, yeah, like you're saying, it, it feels a little carpentry where it's, especially when they're in the prison, it feels like it gives me Assault on Precinct 13 vibes or something right. like that. Uh, and then also, it helps pad out the middle when she's just flying around, I think. It's just atmospheric, because otherwise yeah. I think it'd be really boring. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it helps. <laughs> Sometimes it's a little silly, for sure. Yeah. Right. I hate the double handguns in this. Double oh, yeah. handguns. I hate that she like got rid of the the revolvers, you know, instead of holstering them. It's what I never understood in some parts of it. You know, <laughs> the, like when she has her giant jacket on, where was she keeping? Yeah, weapons? that that implies that she has holsters right here, and she like put them out like uh, Assassin's Creed style. Hidden <laughs> <laughs> handguns. Yeah. Alice Auditore. <laughs> yeah, she definitely just runs like she shoots all the zombies with like her two revolvers and then like gives enough time where she's just just in front of them. I'm like, what do you just get out of there? Well, wait, what about her quarter shotguns? Her quarter shotguns. Oh yeah, I gotta talk about the quarter shotguns. I don't know where she got all those quarters. Uh <laughs> she's a collector. It's a hobby. <laughs> she pulls is, is that all something of them that's from a consistent state? throughout the rest No! Of it's a new hobby. <laughs> <laughs> she got bored. It's been like four <laughs> years since it started. It makes me laugh so much. People's relationships seem so like everybody just met when I'm like, this thing's been going on for like four years. Like, I feel like if you're surviving, you've been together for a while. <laughs> I mean, that's why it's like Alice and her, or I mean, sorry, uh, Claire and Alice are like the only ones that know each other this whole time. So it's like, oh, you actually do feel like they are friends. Yeah, and Kmart. And Kmart, who shows up at the end to give her a shotgun to shoot Wesker. Just in time, too. So it, it's like when you get to that part of a boss battle where he's like half health. And then whoever's like yeah. your partner throws you like a special weapon. Like, here, finish him off. Finish him off. You beat his uh, PS2 graphics um, companions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, do you really think that's all I got? Time to power up one last time. Quick, press X. <laughs> press press X is faster than him. Press X yeah, you have, to, you, have to, you have to hit it over and over again really fast. <laughs> you have to like, tap X so fast to like, catch the gun. So your hands are like... <laughs> <laughs> it's vibrating uncontrollably. Steady your shaking hands. We're close to the end here, but let's just talk about this final fight. Because yeah, when I mean, you mentioned the dogs already, they split in half, which is also a Resident Evil Five game thing. Oh, but I know they that. just look really exceptionally like low res or something. I don't know what happened. Maybe they just added it in pretty late. I think the, it uh, may have been that the rest of the backgrounds are completely white, and you can kind of yeah. hide like graphics that aren't so great in lower lighting. I think that's that true, was probably sure. the, part of the issue here because it, it just like, oh, you could see every little detail because the background is white. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty unforgiving for sure. Yeah. Blinding. Um, but, but what about the actual fight against Wesker? Is it, uh, did it do it for you guys? Not really, honestly. <laughs> I didn't think it was that good. There. <laughs> what, Brian? It was just there, you know? Yeah. 
it really ends pretty quickly. And I, I there's not, it doesn't feel like it's not cohesive. There's something about it. Like, I think like the editing is fine and the choreography is fine and everything, but it doesn't ever like come together in like a really like kick-ass way. I don't yeah. know. It was just sort of like a bullet sponge to me, really. Yes. He was just standing in the way. It's like, oh, okay. He could have just like thrown a little bit more punches to actually shown his, his stuff. But it was just like he... He teleported here and there. He didn't even hit them when he was teleporting. He was just doing it to show his power, I guess. And it it just felt like he was more, sh- you know what? It felt really anime y, mm-hmm, like, yeah. like an anime where he's where the villain just like, ha ha, you can't hit me, and the, the, their heroes are trying to hit him, and that that's basically the extent of the battle. Yeah, like he'll dodge every shot, and then finally Alice goes Super Saiyan three for the first time. Then she has a chance. Right. Yeah, he needed to laugh maniacally more while he was teleporting everywhere. <laughs> he was very wooden. I don't know if that's like how it's consistent with the games that he's just very wooden the entire he way is. through. But, okay. Yeah, but even, I don't know, like a different actor plays him in this one than the last one, and I had no idea until I looked it up. Oh, yeah, I, like, I thought I that think was it's... the same guy. Holy what shit. was his accent? I don't know. His... Boston. What part of Boston? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Mark Wahlberg should have been Wesker. Yeah, no, I I have no idea what his accent was. It was like weird, like British man American, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, because I looked it up and the actor's Canadian, but he's like not from Quebec or anything, like anywhere that would have an accent. He's just Canadian. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. He's Maybe the head of Umbrella Corporation. He can speak however he wants. <laughs> he has an umbrella <laughs> accent. I will say with that fight, just putting it out of context, just both like Chris and Claire just shooting a corpse over and over again is uh, <laughs> it feels a little demented for sure. But we have the context. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Still weird though. Uh I don't know. That's is there anything else you guys had to say about this movie? Uh, I thought that the, the fight, probably the best fight in this was based was the uh, the one in the uh, showers or whatever against Ooh, the Axe Man. Yeah, that was I good. That, that was actually was pretty good. good. Yeah, it was cool. It's like compelling slow mo. It's not just like I don't think it's totally overused. And you know, Al, uh, Claire almost beats uh, the Axe guy on it on her own, but mm-hmm. and Alice doesn't have powers either anymore. But she just. Blows him up with her quarters collection. Quarter <laughs> <laughs> collection. I was really excited. I was like, oh my god, she actually have like a real hobby where she's like collects coins now. That's kind of fun. Right. And she I just love... goes through and goes to like wherever she finds coins and like she breaks into an antique store. She's like, oh, these are cool. Yeah, just like she has an actual hobby in the apocalypse. So like that'd be pretty neat. But no, they're cool to shoot mini bosses with. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking I, of shooting, I thought it was weird that had they had a lot of gas barrels around everywhere, but oh, they didn't yeah. shoot a single one. <laughs> I was looking yeah. at like thinking like that's my first go to. There's a bunch of zombies. I'm gonna shoot the barrel. Like, Especially if it's a video sense. game movie. Exactly. Yeah, literally. yeah. I kept, I kept expecting that. Just my eye went to it for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like us trying to imprint any kind of personality onto the characters, being like, <laughs> oh yeah, she collects coins. <laughs> Yeah, like that's neat. It's like, oh nope, never mind. It's for violence. That and oh, uh, like every single time they mentioned Arcadia, I kept thinking Waterworld, and it's like they're saying, oh, Dryland. It's Dryland. It's the real. It's not a myth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gladly, nobody drinks their own pee in this movie. 
<laughs> that we know of. They probably came oh, that's close. True. That axe, the executioner guy, probably definitely does. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he definitely drinks his own urine. And, and the pervert guy, pervert guy definitely does. Yeah, pervert guys try for it. different reasons. He, he, the thing is, he didn't have for different reasons. So he didn't have to do it. He just did it. <laughs> and he like, tells everybody, "Hey, we need to pee in this barrel. <laughs> we have toilets; they work. We have running water. No, the uh, the, tr- the barrel. Uh, I think the water is out today." Uh, <laughs> Like, that'll just piss off the roof on the zombies down below. It'd be funny. He's sitting there like, ah, yes. <laughs> Oh, God. He's running downstairs. Ah, uh, new visitors, new samples. I mean, uh, oh, shit. Uh. <laughs> the most disgusting man. Well, he goes up to somebody and like, oh, you need to go see your doctor. Your vitamins are out of level. <laughs> How do you know that? Mm. <laughs> He's just licking, smacking his lips. A little pungent. <laughs> Luther, you need to stay hydrated. <laughs> you need to stay hydrated. Your piss tastes like plums. What did you say? <laughs> I mean, nothing. <laughs> nothing. No, don't mind me. Just go well, back to your shower. Uh, I wish it was a different kind of shower. <laughs> Something a little bit more golden. <laughs> Yeah, I voted for Donald Trump. What about it? <laughs> I just like certain things he also liked. Uh, all right, let's. On that note, uh, let's have final thoughts on this movie. Uh, yeah, Connor, what do you think about this movie, Resident um, Evil Afterlife? Sometimes I... mentioned, sometimes known as Resident Evil Afterlife 3D. 3D. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like aspects of this movie. I feel like whenever there's like a cooler fight, I'm having a fun time. Like I like the beginning a lot. And I, I, we, we talked about this earlier. Where I was like, the movie can't possibly sustain itself off that power level the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but I did enjoy that part nonetheless. And, uh, I don't know. Like I like split dog. I thought that was fun. Most because I never, I never played Resident Evil five. So I was like, Oh, that's a cool new thing. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, I thought Axeman fight's cool too. I like that big, the big like p- water pipe rain sequence is tight. Yeah, but, that seems a lot of it seemed practical for sure. I'm it, sure some of it wasn't, but it looked convincing. Yeah, I would argue it's my top favorite Resident Evil movie right now. Wow. Yeah. So it made you feel pretty good. It made me feel pretty good. I wasn't falling asleep. I wasn't bored. <laughs> I wasn't angry. I was just, dude, I was just chilling. Thinking about quarters. Yeah, thinking about quarters. <laughs> what about you tyler yeah i i don't know i kind of extinction was some like stupid fun out in the desert with all the zombies and i Mm -hmm. do really love camera zombie i know that's like (laughs) not a great reason to like that the most but i'm just really biased that's why you like batman and robin right uh because of the bat credit card yeah 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 like (laughs) like that's why mr freeze like it's you've had weirder reasons That's yeah, I like all the why I things. like Batman and Robin, but okay. <laughs> Do you say that's not why you like it? <laughs> Bat nipples, of course. Of course, the nips. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nip man. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> you should think of Ip man. <laughs> Ip man's nips man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so far, this is like in the middle. I, I, it was pretty good. I don't know. The, the palette, like the production design stuff, like it felt more real, even though there's a lot of CG. Yeah. I'm kind of glad that Paul W. Sanderson's back in the saddle. But again, I don't really know how much that means. 
<laughs> this is, <laughs> this is what this whole franchise is. It's been like, yeah, this is kind of entertaining. It's like, there's always a dumb like butt rock end credit song that's like not quite as good as one that would be in Transformers, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. it's it's there. It's it's entertaining enough. It's it's fine. <laughs> Brian, what do you think? Uh, well, this is my favorite Resident Evil movie, being that it's the only one I've seen. <laughs> Woo! Uh, <laughs> but it's an interesting introduction, I think, for myself going into it, because like literally I had no idea what to expect from any of it. Because I yeah. remember seeing the trailers for all the other ones. And whenever they, they came up in theaters, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I've never played any of the games. I'm not really going to go see it and go out of my way to go see it. But I thought it, it, it was entertaining enough. Um, I sat through the whole thing. I didn't really look at my phone. I maybe looked at it like once or twice. And that was during the middle of it when she was flying the plane and all that. Yeah. I still got the gist of it. Um, so, so I would say it would be one of those good ones where you would like just put it on there's nothing really much else if someone's coming over like hey you guys want to watch a movie sort of thing just put on mm-hmm. that yeah Resident it's, Four. It, yeah it's uh it's it's the fight i think in the shower is good enough for people to stay towards the end of the movie yeah yeah you just you just got to get through the 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 story part of it their character building that they're trying to do and then that's <laughs> All you yeah. Do. <laughs> yeah. Minutes. It's a half hour of you going. I don't know about this movie, and then the rest of you are like, "Yeah, cool. I, I buy into it. I buy into it. Good. Do you I'll think you'll go back? And, <laughs> do you think you'll go back and watch the other three, or can or continue this journey down Resident Evil Road? I I think I'll go back and watch the first three, mostly because it's like, how how did we get here? So, <laughs> yeah. Like that's sort of, that's what I sort of think about movies, or like when any anytime someone tells me like, oh, it's spoilers, I'm like, yeah, but like half the trouble or half the fun of it is like, how 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 did we get here? Sort of thing. Like what does what led up to this sort of thing? And and it's interesting enough, I think, for me to go back and watch the first three. Yeah. Nice, and it did its job, Good. I guess. Yeah. Um, I will say this movie made three hundred million worldwide, which is twice as much as Extinction. So like wow. a lot of people went out to go see this. I don't know if it's because of the three D or if it was just word of mouth by this point or or what, but I guess Resident Evil five had just come out and that was like the first new Resident Evil game in like five years. Maybe that had to do mm. with it too. Right. But, uh, yeah, but it made a it made a lot for 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 what I consider like a slight increase in quality to the other ones. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, the 3D camera was too big to do like steady cam moves. So they had to use a segue instead for the fight at the end, which I think <laughs> is funny. That is funny. But uh, that's all I got to really say. Those are our final notes on Resident Evil Afterlife. Uh, stay tuned next week for Resident Evil Retribution. Brian Zamora, thank you so much for joining us today on this episode. Thank you guys for having me once again. It was really fun. Really good experience. Yeah, You were awesome. Thank you. I'm glad you had a good time with both this uh, recording and the movie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Do you have anything to plug before we go? Uh, so yeah, so the things I'm going to plug is go ahead and my, my podcast, uh, is a video store wasteland. We talk about, or I talk about, uh, older movies, like stuff that you would go rent in a video store sort of stuff. Um, I collect a bunch of VHS and that's like half the reason why I do it. Find something new, watch it on a VHS player. And my other show that I do called Red Rum Radio, where we discuss sort of like, 
uh, true crime, serial killers, paranormal, and even pop culture stuff. Just, just really sit down and talk about whatever we've been reading or watching recently in terms nice. of like documentaries and stuff like that. Awesome. Nice. There's this uh, really cool uh, store in like Silver Lake area, Brian, called uh, Whammy Analog, and it's all they sell all VHSs there. Ooh. See, and uh, <laughs> the way that I go about it is that I go through all the thrift shops that are out here. Oh, yeah. Like people, people sometimes don't know what they have or they're just getting rid of mm-hmm. it because they don't, you know, they're like, oh, why do I need to have this on VHS anymore? I have it on DVD or anything yeah. like that. And so far I have like 10 copies of E.T. on VHS and I'm like, <laughs> you suckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how many copies of Jerry Maguire do you have? Oh, okay. So we're going through copies of stuff that I have. So it's 10 <laughs> copies of E.T. I have one copy of Jerry oh. Maguire. I have three copies of Wedding Singer and I have nice. several different copies of several div- different versions of Star Wars. So I have one from Whoa. like the mid 80s, like right after uh, La- uh, Last Jedi, uh, Return of the Jedi came out. I have that. I have the one bef- in the 1990s version of it i have several like single copies of stuff like that and recently i found a bunch of single episodes of the original series of star trek and i have i think like 20 episodes of star trek on uh vhs so cool that's awesome yeah if you enjoy the sound of my voice you also enjoy tabletop role-playing games probably enjoy starship impala it's not actually a role-playing game podcast hosted by myself and four other friends where we play the starfinder game you can find us on apple podcasts or on uh, SoundCloud. Tyler, what do you have to plug? Follow me at Timey Vice on Instagram and check out my photography at www.tylerdennering.com. Woo! If yeah. uh, you ever need a photo shoot, that's where you go. And uh, we have a t-shirt for sale now on one of our buddies and previous impending guests, Turn O'Neill's Etsy page, uh, Red Room Tees. We'll put the link in there. There's a franchise shirt. Uh, put in the code the franchise, and you get 20% off. Put our faces on your body. (laughs) (laughs) And not in a Resident Evil way. So so should I go talk to my tattoo guy to get your faces on my body then? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. (laughs) One for each nip. (laughs) One for each nip. (laughs) With George Clooney in the middle. Each Uh, nip will act like our eye. (laughs) That's what Sauron does to his work, right? (laughs) Be my art. (laughs) He's a so kinky Sauron. Thank you to Maren Ganey for our artwork and Nick Kavirka for our music. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to the show. Please like, share, and subscribe. Uh, And that's all of it. That's what I I did the whole thing. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. Stay tuned for the next episode. And until next time, star powered bitches. Yeah! (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.